Hey, how y'all doing? This is Rick Sincere with MTMV Sports. Man, and um, so far, um, we're I'm paying attention to the NFL draft. The first three picks have already been made. Um, at number one, it is uh, Kyler Murray. And um, a lot of people, there was a lot of, a lot of speculation um, about um, Arizona and if they were going to go ahead and make that selection. You know they already have Josh Rosen. Uh, on the act- on the team and on the roster, and there has been no you know no talks about where they would trade him, or even if they would trade him. I read an article just recently on this new way, a new new way of making a team happen, right? Uh, where they they you know kind of possibly could keep both and just see which one pans out or works out, and then trade the other one later. Right, which is something that we saw in Washington, if you remember back in the day when they made the selection of RG3 in the first round and then made the selection of Kirk Cousins later. And you saw Kirk Cousins actually overtake RG3 uh, and take over as the starter there. And now he's the much bigger name, even though they drafted him much later in the draft. Right. This is a new bit of a, a approach, even if they take that one, because you take two years in a row um, on you, you take two years basically first year draft the quarterback and then the second year you draft the another first round quarterback could be the thing right could be the thing that they're doing um who knows don't know like if if they're going to keep him most likely they're going to trade him and there are so many teams out there who would really love to pull a josh rosen at this point right with the giants being one of them um possibly um you, you can look at um, the Washington Redskins as another possible um, landing spot for him. We don't know where he may go. So you, you look at that situation. That's one thing that's going on right now. On the flip side, the other hand, you also have um, the second pick of the draft, which was Nick Bosa. Nick Bosa went to the San Francisco 49ers. Not much of a surprise there. Now they have two great edge rushers. Last year they didn't. This year they now have D. Ford and they have Nick Bosa on their ends along with the... Remember, they've been drafting defensive linemen for the past few drafts, right? They, they've been really focused on getting a great defensive line. And they just haven't been able to do that. You got to look at the teams in their division. They're playing against the Rams where they absolutely need to get to the quarterback. Um, if they're able to get to the quarterback, it really slows down that very potent offense of the Rams. And then they have to deal with a guy like Russell Wilson um, two games per year. That's tough. And getting to him actually you know, helps them a lot, right? And they're really trying their best to form that defense in the right way. And so they went out again and invested in defensive line. We'll see if that works out for them. The, the 54th time is always a charm, right? So we'll see how that works out um, for the San Francisco 49ers. And then right after that, you have to go back. I mean, they're going to have some monsters in New York, right, with the Jets. They have they went out and got Quentin Williams to go in that middle. They have already have Leonard, right? They they have a pretty, pretty good um, – they, they have a good defense. Like, they have a great defense. Um, and now they're going to make that defense even more scary, even more, you know, something to deal with. They're young, they're physical, and they're fast. And now you have this great plug in the middle, right? And who's not only just a plug, he's had multiple, um, he actually had many uh, tackles for loss, even for the nose tackle position in the SEC. That's a big deal. And now you bring that guy onto this young Jets team. I mean, the first three picks are already super exciting. Even though for most people, they're like, this isn't exciting. I already knew this was going to happen. This was mocked in most of almost everybody's mock draft, these first three picks. And so far, it's kind of playing out like that. I wonder where the first curveball will come from. We don't know. Maybe it comes from the Oakland Raiders. We'll find out. So I'll come back on and address that later on. But so far, this is where we are, man. Um, Stay focused. Stay packed. I mean, it should be an awesome draft. Hey, this is Kevin Gray of Clutch Talk Sports Radio, and you're listening to MTMV Sports. Keep it locked. So the Oakland pick is in, and it's Cleveland Farrell um, from Clemson. Um, I did not expect this pick. Most people did not expect this pick. And the reason is because, you know, Oakland has a few different needs, right? Um, but edge rush is definitely a need. Most people just didn't think that he rated 
really above, um, you know, above some of the other defensive ends in this class, right? You look at Montez Sweat, right? Um, I mean, that's just Josh Allen still on the board here. Um, even even if you go interior a little bit, you have uh, Ed Oliver kind of still on the board here, right? There are just other players on the board that most people believe was a better player than this guy. But the question is, for so long, we've listened almost religiously to Mike Mayock. If, if you're a serious it's so funny because some people are like, okay, if you're kind of commercial, you're down for whatever, then you listen to Mel Kuyper, right? But if you're legit and you're for real and, and you really want to know what's going on with the draft, you listen to Mike Mayock. So then the question is, who are you <laughs> to question Mike Mayock when he makes his first, um, his first pick? It's so funny. I, I feel almost like, okay, is Mike Mayock that guy? And you answer, I mean, you can ask yourself this question, but is Mike Mayock the guy who's playing fantasy football with a bunch of people who are, are like novice, right? Who are just reading off the, you know, the Raider thing. They, I mean, they're just reading the ratings. They're looking at the, this, they're looking at that, right? Um, they're kind of going with that, that way. And he actually knows what he knows what he's doing. So he's just plucking players who people don't necessarily place a lot of value in, right? Is he, is he that guy? Or is he outsmarting himself here, right? Is he just, like, smarter than, you know, I know, like, for instance, me. I'm playing in the fantasy football league, and around round three or four, right, I may go after a guy, and, and we're in the PPR league, I may go after a guy like Julian Edelman. And everybody's like, yo, what's that about? Because he wasn't rated on their list, right? But I know that in the PPR, he's the guy to go get. Is Mike Mayock doing that to everybody else right now? We don't know. I guess we'll find out. Not to say that this guy isn't, um, like, he wasn't defensive player of the year in this conference. He wasn't all already a very phenomenal player. Not saying that at all. This this guy's a great player. He's a great player on violent hands, stuff like that, right? Um, But at the same time, is he is he the fourth best player in this draft? That's the question, right? They obviously believe in Derek Carr. At least we'll see if they don't make any more moves. So the question is, What's up, right? And is this a great pick? I don't know. Um, and I guess we'll see how it all plays out. I don't want to be the one to question Mike Mayock. I just don't. And I want to wait. All right. So we'll see. Just keep watching this draft. I'm joined by Casey Reynolds, a Make-A-Wish kid and a huge Buccaneers fan. Casey's been fighting cancer. And tonight, his wish is to be granted to announce the opportunity to be granted to announce the Buccaneers' first-round pick. We hope this wish gives Casey the physical and emotional strength to face any challenges that come his way. Okay, Casey, now's the time. With the fifth pick in the 2019 NFL Draft, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers select Devin White, linebacker, LSU. So. All right, guys. So now the um, now the I think that was the uh, sixth pick. The sixth pick is in and I mean I've seen mock draft after mock draft after mock draft and everybody um of all the mock drafts mock drafts that I saw except for maybe one or two Dwayne Haskins was the pick for the Giants at six like for almost every single um every single one that I saw however um, the Giants went a different way. The Giants with the six picks select Daniel Jones, quarterback out of Duke. So, um, and now just recently, there's been this this whisper that they loved him. They loved him more. They like him um, for one. They think that um, they just think that he's a good leader. They think he he can do everything. He doesn't wow you with his arm strength, but he's also uh, he, they think he's accurate. They think um, he's a great athlete. They think he's somebody who's solid and will be solid for you know for the remainder of his career some people have compared him to people like Matt Ryan right um you just kind of heard that so I mean you just overall listen I don't I'm looking at I'm looking at Dwayne Haskins and Dwayne Haskins feels like um he, he feels a little a little like Cam not in the athletic department at all 
because he's not the athlete that Cam is. But arm wise, he, he feels he feels like he's a you know very strong arm quarterback, somebody who can wow you with his arm strength. And he did a phenomenal job at Ohio State. So you look at you look at um, Daniel Jones, Dwayne Haskins. Most people have Dwayne Haskins rated higher than Daniel Jones. Actually, a lot of people have um, Daniel Jones rated a lot lower than where he's been picked, but. According to the the Giants, he's the sixth best player in this draft, and I don't think that's going to play out that way. We don't know what he's going to look like at the end of the day, um, but still, right? I, I, I mean, I just thought you kind of start off with a bang in this new era. Like this is this will be the new era once Eli's gone, right? And I don't know. Daniel Jones just kind of feels like blah a little bit. I'm not sure, right? Like we'll we'll find out what type of quarterback he really is. Um, but at the end of the day, um, you know. At the end of the day, that's who they wanted. That's their guy. A lot of people kind of speculated that if they didn't go Dwayne Haskins, that they may go defensive line. That's not the case here. They are going um, uh, with Daniel Jones, and Dwayne Haskins is still on the board. Is this a situation where we're watching an epic fall, or does somebody get really excited and jump up to go get him? We'll find out um, very, very soon. But... That's kind of where we are right now, right? Dwayne Haskins surprisingly still on the board after pick number six. And, and we, don't, we don't know what that opens up. Does that open up Washington, who's, who's really coveting a quarterback? Now they're watching a guy kind of fall to them, right? Or do they get excited about Josh Rosen now being available possibly and, and just kind of save their stock and go after him later? We don't know, right? But we'll, we'll find out just momentarily. So, all right, here we go. Okay, let me give you guys some juice, right? Like, um, I'm in Atlanta, um, and just just so you know. Okay, let me give you guys some juice, right? I'm in Atlanta. Just so you know, the Atlanta Falcons, the entire fan base is on Ed Oliver watch. They are praying, hoping to get up to... Um, any particular spot so that they can go ahead and grab Ed Oliver. They're watching him fall right now. Um, you have Detroit on the board. They're about to use their pick. According to um, Adam Schefter, they're going to use their pick. Um, you also have, they, they think, so even in Atlanta, they speculate that with the ninth overall pick, if it's Buffalo, Buffalo will take Ed Oliver and they'll lose out on their guy. So they are on Ed Oliver watch in Atlanta right now. Everybody is. They are kind of waiting to see if the um, Falcons could possibly leap and jump up and grab um, Ed Oliver. They have some other possible targets um, that they're thinking about, but Ed Oliver is the most coveted guy uh, for the Atlanta Falcons right now. They are looking, waiting, hoping, wishing, praying for Ed Oliver, and we will see if their wish is granted. If he, he could possibly go to Detroit, right? They haven't had really an impact interior guy for a really long time since Indomitian Sue for real. I, actually, no, I take that back a little bit. Now, they've, they've had some other impact players, but but they've had a guy like this, right, of this elk for a while. So um, he's supposed to be that guy of that Aaron Donald kind of feel. So they're kind of hoping that maybe they get their own version of Aaron Donald. So maybe Detroit is thinking about Ed Oliver, but they they are sure in Atlanta that um, Buffalo will take him. If neither one of those two teams take him, then Atlanta will probably erupt tonight. I'm just letting you know that because they're waiting for Ed Oliver. T.J. Hawkinson, tight end, Iowa. Okay. All right, so um, with that pick, Detroit takes T.J. Hawkinson. So it looks like he's falling. Let's see what happens uh, with Buffalo. Buffalo could possibly go D.K. Metcalf, right? We've heard that they they have a guy with a very strong arm in Josh Allen, right? And because they have a guy with a strong arm, now you give him a big strong fast target in DK Metcalf they could go that route and if they do whoa then you then Atlanta may get their guy Atlanta really wants uh, Ed Oliver we'll see I actually do think that um Buffalo takes DK Metcalf and not Ed Oliver and uh, we'll see kind of where he may fall after that I don't know if Atlanta will get that guy as a Saints fan I'm kind of hoping that they don't but I mean, I can't be a hater my whole life. Well, maybe. We'll find out. We'll see if Atlanta can land at Oliver tonight. But if they do, the city will erupt. You will see fireworks in this town because they're, they've been waiting, looking, hoping, praying, wishing, thanking 
every guy that they know uh, for a possibility or chance to get Ed Oliver. So we'll see if that actually happens tonight. Move up, and he is a Buffalo Bill, as we expected. And now the Falcons, still the 14th overall uh, slot with Denver on the clock and the 10th overall pick. This changes things a little bit now for the Falcons. Rashad Gary is still on the board. Yes. Wilkins still on the board. The, the Falcons are going to get a nice player here, but it's not going to be someone that reportedly they were very, very high on through uh, the last couple months. Well, we kept saying it. If they wanted to get Ed Oliver, they were going to have to get in front of Buffalo. We, we, kept, we kept thinking that. But Buff, I mean, you look at what Detroit did. They needed a tight end. They got the best tight end in the draft. When you look at, at, at Ed Oliver, he's going to a great spot. He's going to play that three technique up there for them and try and get some pressure on Tom Brady and find they are way to slow him down. Now you with Denver, and do they go quarterback right here? They did go to get Joe Flacco in the offseason. Do they think that he it's a possibility day that he might be able to give them a couple good years and then they go back and forth quarterback later on the draft or maybe next year? Yeah, certainly. And, and you and I have talked about, I think, the rating on the quarterback. 40 and 287 pounds right now. Randy and I seem to think that I think he's about 275 by midseason. Well, hold on. He's going to be in that cold weather. You know, so he might be able to keep it on just a little bit longer. Well, let me, <laughs> he's, he's be cold. he be cold for a little while up there. 32 in the bench and 36 in the vert. He's I mean, special. that's a special player. Uh, I've seen some comparisons, different comparisons. Uh, Aaron Donald, obviously, is one that he got compared to. Michael Dean Perry was the one that I thought he looked a lot like. I heard uh, Johnny Randall, too. Yeah, mm. uh, yes. I heard somebody say Johnny Randall. Uh, John also. Randall. If they get John Randall, then, oh, my God. My goodness. <laughs> they got something. All right, Denver on the clock. Five minutes to make their pick. Please welcome back to the stage 1979 Walter Payton, NFL Man of the Year, Hall of Famer, and Steeler legend, Joe Green. With the 10th pick in the 2019 NFL Draft, the Pittsburgh Steelers select Devin Bush, linebacker, Michigan. So, so Yo, 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 this your boy E Hud, God's MC, and you're listening to MTMV Sports. Keep it locked. Peace. This has been a really crazy draft. Like, as I look at the draft overall, um, I mean, it, it's been good. I'll say it's been um, good, but it has been a crazy draft in the sense of, like, you know, who's when and who I didn't expect to, to go in certain places. Everybody um, initially thought that the Washington Redskins, if they wanted to get Dwayne Haskins, would have to move ahead of the New York Giants. That wasn't the case. New York went ahead and picked Daniel Jones with their um, with their pick at number six. And so Dwayne Haskins fell right into the Washington Redskins' lap. Um, he's a Maryland native, so, it, I mean, it just kind of felt right that they were able to kind of pull their guy when they needed to, so that worked out well. Uh, we, you heard me mentioning earlier that the Falcons really wanted Ed Oliver. They didn't get that guy. They, didn't, they weren't able to pull him, but they were able to get the interior lineman help that they also desperately needed, and, and everybody in Atlanta um, should be okay with that pick, even though they're are some very very talented impact players left on the board um i'm still you know kind of watching around pick pick um 22 and still there's guys like well actually what well, we're right before pick number 22 and so there's still guys like dk metcalf marquise um Brown on the board, right? Hollywood Brown still on the board. I mean, there are guys like impact wide receivers, but if you listen to some of the draft pundits um, who talked to us earlier, those guys were outright saying that there may not be a a wide receiver worthy of a first-round draft pick. And, and that's kind of weird, even though two tight ends have already went off the board in Noah Fant, right? Um, so you have Noah Fant going off the board and Hawkinson going off the board earlier. So maybe there hasn't been a guy um, 
I expected DK Metcalf to go off the board at 16 to the Carolina Panthers. He's not off the board. A lot of interior linemen are going. This is a draft heavy with interior linemen. The Packers just kind of moved up into the 21st spot to take um, Savage Jr. safety, a 4-3 safety, by the way, which I thought is, in, which I think is incredible. I thought, I think that's great for their secondary. Um, you remember last year they, they traded Ha Ha Clinton Dix, trying to get that secondary right as best they can. Now the Eagles, um, have moved into um, the the twenty second spot, right? What I think is good. I don't know who this pick is going to be. To be honest with you, you're listening to me in real time, so I think this pick is going to be greedy. Maybe greedy Williams here. Maybe DK Metcalf, right? Um, they have Elshon Jeffrey. Um, I'm hearing rumors that possibly Nelson Aguilar could be on the move. So I don't know who this pick is going to be. So um, I want to I want to kind of listen into the pick here. To the Philadelphia Eagles with the 22nd pick in the 2019 NFL Draft. The Philadelphia Eagles select Andre Dillard, tackle, Washington State. I'll tell you what, there's less. All right, so this, this. I mean, you heard it. I mean, you're listening over. You can hear, right? Um, the, the 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 picks are mostly interior linemen. There's a lot of interior linemen, or there's edge rushers going. So edge rushers, down tackles are kind of coming off the board. They moved up to get Andre Dillard, right? And and the cool part is he's a three year starter. Um, at left tackle, they finally. I mean, they've had issues, you know, kind of protecting and keeping their quarterbacks healthy, right? You look at Wentz. Wentz is now going to be the guy, and if you're if he's going to be the guy, he needs to be protected. I mean, he's a phenomenal quarterback. Think about think about Wentz and, and how uh, right before they won the Super Bowl, how he was on the MVP track. He's a phenomenal quarterback with a dynamite arm, right? I mean, just like an incredible arm talent. However, he's often hurt. He's often put in situations where he's out for the season or he's out for an extended period of time. That's probably because of that offensive line, and so now they're going to reassure or, or shore up that offensive line, which I think is smart, right? I think it's smart for them. I thought they might go out and get him another weapon. Um, but, I mean, I think weapons will be a plenty in the second and third round, right? Um, this works out for teams who don't have um, a first-round draft pick this year. But, I mean, there are a lot of hard-nosed big guys going, right? Like, that's exactly what you're seeing right now. The big guys are coming off the board, right? Um, Ed Oliver, <laughs> um, he went off early. This isn't one of those sexy drafts, right? Um, Jonah Williams went off with the um, with the Bengals. Rashad Gary went off. Um, Wilkins went to the Dolphins. Lindstrom went to the Falcons. Um, I mean, outside of Haskins going, right? You have Burns going to the Carolina Panthers. Um, Dexter Lawrence going to the um, to the Giants and then Bradbury going to the Vikings, Jeffrey Simmons from Mississippi State going to the uh, Titans, and then Noah Fant going, right? I mean, it's just, and then now Andrew Dillard going as well, right? I mean, you you just kind of look at this draft and you're seeing, hey man, they're trying to win at the line. Like teams are, teams are looking at this draft saying this draft is stock full of line controllers. And you see line controllers go in this draft. No. It's not like one of those drafts where all the sexy pieces are moving quick. And when I say sexy pieces, I mean like the corners, the wide receivers, the running backs. This isn't one of those drafts. And we've had those drafts in the past few years where the first few picks have been um, impact running backs, right? But now it's guys who will control the the game at the line of scrimmage. And that's kind of what you're seeing in this draft. That's where, you know, that's where it is. That makes round two a fun round, right? Unless there's a run on these um, on these guys. Now, the, here's the thing. The, probably the best tight end left on the board is Irv Smith Jr., right? Irv Smith Jr. has been rumored to be a target of the New England Patriots. So maybe he will go off the board before, um, before we're gone here. The New England Patriots also don't have um, one of those big wide receivers. Imagine... Now Seattle has um, has two picks here, the 29th and the 30th pick, right? So, I mean, you can see a guy like maybe Metcalf falls there. You never know kind of where these guys are headed. But, I mean, there, there's still some really great picks on the board. You, you get the the word from um, Oakland that um, – <laughs> 
that Marshawn Lynch is not coming back, so maybe they take the first running back off the board, right? At pick number 24, you don't know. Like, we don't know that, right? There's a, there's a few different things coming up, coming on, right? Coming up. Now, imagine, imagine the Houston Texans. Now, they're at the 23rd pick. Who will they pull off the board, right? I mean, they they don't have another guy, right, on the opposite. Well, they have Fuller who kind of goes in that slot, right? They try to, you know, get some help. They try to get some help from Demarius Thompson, uh, Thomas, I'm sorry, and, and he didn't super work out for them. And so um, maybe they go with the wide receiver at the 23rd pick, and maybe we have our first wide receiver off the board. Um, but we don't know, man. This has been one of those – the, the the big guy drafts man and, and no it's not one of those it's not one of those normal years but this is a year to get great defensive line offensive line help and and they're taking full advantage of that the linebackers are coming off the board um a little bit but I mean those linebackers that we expected to Josh Allen Devin White right Devin Bush those guys um but I mean golly you gotta look at the speed on those guys four four um linebackers I mean you don't always get that so. I mean, you just kind of like look at it overall. This is it's a cool, cool draft for um, you know for for those people who need or for those teams that are looking for um, the ability to control the line of strip, scrimmage, and that's kind of where we are right now. All right, guys, we're um, gonna hop back into it. I'm uh, I'll come back and, and talk a little bit more after we get the next few draft picks in. But um, so far, this has been one of those you know those big drafts. We'll see. We'll see. Big guy draft um, so far um, as we get to pick number 23. I may kind of hold on here to see if we can just get pick number 23 in. And here, here come Roger. Here comes Roger. So, all right, let's go ahead and get the 23rd pick in. With the 23rd pick in the 2019 NFL draft, the Houston Texans select Titus Howard tackle Alabama State. Titus Howard is my 50th overall player, but there is tremendous ability when you study him at Alabama State. You see the size there, he's playing the right and the left side. He can handle speed easily, and you watched him against the big boys against Auburn. He more than held his own against that group. This is that game I'm talking about. Watch him just so smooth and easy, very athletic. This kid's got a unique story. When you look at the way he grew up as a quarterback, all being to a tight end and finishing up here as an offense. All right, so um, like I said, man, that's that's what it is. Just <laughs> that's what it is, and it seems to be right. Um, that is Howard from Alabama State. Cool, yo, that that's a really big deal for Alabama State, right? Like having a tackle go in the first round. It's a freaking super big deal. Super love that, man. Um, the Raiders are on the board um, right now with the twenty fourth pick, and you know. Man, it's Mike Mayock again on the board. I want to see where he goes. It's super interesting to see kind of what Mike does, knowing that he's been like the major big-time voice in the draft for um, for such a long time. He made a move that nobody expected a little bit earlier. Does he make another move like that? Right? I mean, he's at 24 and at 27, and they've been patient. They had the um, draft capital to move up, but they've been patient, just kind of biding their time. I want to see what, what Mayock does here. Does he make a splash, or, or does he do something that's kind of Mike Mayockish, where he pulls a name that nobody was thinking about, or maybe they had undervalued? Um, we will find out soon. Um, I'll come back later on and talk to you about kind of where um, where – Mayock went with his few picks and then, you know, kind of wrapping up the first round for you. All right. This is MTNV Sports. This is Rick Sincere, and I look forward to kind of talking to you as we go throughout um, this first round of the NFL draft. Yeah, absolutely disconnected, right? But, I mean, it's, it's super cool. We're kind of live right in the middle of the NFL draft for you. All right. Keep it locked. What's going on, everybody? It's your boy, Damo, one of the hosts of the most dangerous wrestling podcast around, The Outsider's Edge, with my homies Jay Kells and Sam Blackwell. And you're listening to the My Team, My Voice Sports Podcast Network. Yeah. 
Hey, how y'all doing, man? We're back at it, yo. I mean, I had to hop back on, so this draft has been filled so far with um, teams going after those big guys, and now towards the end of the first round, there's been just this run, um, well, a little bit of a run on um, on some of the skill players, and so we saw with the 24th pick um, in the draft, uh, Josh Jacobs, Comes off the board, right, running back out of Alabama. And now uh, with the 26th pick in the draft, um, I'm sorry, with the 25th pick in the draft, um, right after that, Hollywood Brown comes off the board. Um, you know, he has a Liz Frank injury, but, I mean, you still look at him, man. He's, he's a dynamic wide receiver, very fast, run after the catch potential. He is somebody who, um, I mean, you know, if you got a chance to see him with Kyler Murray, you saw him, right? You, you saw him burn defenses on a consistent basis. I mean, what is going to happen? I, I've seen immediately, um, I looked online, and I've seen some some of my fantasy guys. Y- y'all know I get down with the fantasy community. I've seen some of my fantasy guys outright um, say that this is such a bad fit for Hollywood Brown being in the offense where you have a quarterback who doesn't necessarily throw the ball um, a lot or in their estimation throw the ball well. The question is, is this not is this not a bad fit because of the in a because with a guy like Hollywood Brown, you don't have to get the ball downfield on a consistent basis you just need to get the ball in his hands and if you can get the ball in his hands he has that ability um to run after the catch and things of that nature my question is is this fit very similar to an old fit i'll bring you back just a little bit uh when when michael vick used to run things for the um atlanta falcons he had um a few different guys that he can rely on and count on lg crumpler at the tight end position was his guy brian finneran at the wide receiver position was his guys these are um, one was a tall, lanky wide receiver who was just a good possession guy for Mike Vick so he can run around and do his thing, get the ball in the hands of a tall target. Um, and then he had a big, strong, like, um, just, you know, pretty agile, somewhat athletic tight end that he can really use most of the time. And those were his major weapons. Outside of that, he didn't do super well with a lot of other weapons. But he did get a guy in in peerless price. Now, um, he pulled this guy in uh, in a trade. Not he did, but the Falcons pulled this guy in in a trade. Everybody thought that um, peerless price was going to be the guy. They thought that, you know, pairing him up with a wide receiver like him would be great for him. But it never truly materialized because they didn't have a great connection. And so you didn't get a chance to see that from him at that time. However, flash forward to Michael Vick 2.0 and Michael Vick 2.0 did have a guy like Deshaun Jackson who um, who they are comparing Hollywood Brown to right if you're watching the NFL Network they're comparing Hollywood Brown to a guy like Deshaun Jackson so but it did take a different type of Mike Vick in order to be able to really fully um, use his use that type of wide receiver is this going to ultimately be a bad fit for um for hollywood brown or is this going to be a good fit is still the question um some people are marking a bad fit but you can't discount the possibility that um that in the second year right uh, for this quarterback that he doesn't take somewhat of a jump right like he can take a leap he can he can jump he can evolve he can get better and I know they're looking at um, Jackson and saying, man, you know, this is a bad fit right now. And maybe he's not an elite thrower of the football. And, and this guy, Hollywood Brown, would do better in a situation where you have an elite guy um, behind center. But think about this. The, the, the possibility of a leap from, um, from year one to year two, Lamar Jackson could be one of those guys who takes that leap. And if he does, this could be a brilliant move by the Baltimore Ravens, who they, they haven't had a wide receiver like this. And you think about it, they've been murdered murdered by a wide receiver um, like this in Antonio Brown for the past few years. And now they have a chance to go up against a team who's who's lacking. They don't have um, – they you can go up against the Steelers. They don't have a guy like Antonio Brown anymore. Even though Juju is great, he's not that guy, right? So, you know, 
maybe they, they're getting ready to take advantage of this, flip the script on them, and now they have their own weapon very similar to um, Antonio Brown. We know it takes wide receivers maybe um, sometimes one or two years to fully, you know, develop, but you know, maybe possibly he comes in and he's the immediate impact player. Wondering how he's doing with that injury. That's still up for questions. The 26th pick is now in. Um, however, we don't have it yet. We don't have it announced yet. I think because they just, it's the Washington Redskins. They just traded up into this spot, right? And because of that, um, I really think this is DK Metcalf. I think this is DK Metcalf. Earlier, they went out and picked Dwayne Haskins, right? I wonder who they picked here. Let's listen to the pick. The Indianapolis Colts have traded the 26th pick to the Washington Redskins. And with the 26th pick in the 2019 NFL Draft, the Washington Redskins select Montez Sweat, linebacker, Mississippi State. All right, so it's it's not it's not DK, it's it's Montez Sweat. I thought they would get ready to pair a very young. I, I mean, they traded up for this pick. I thought they would get ready to pair, um, you know, that young quarterback with a young dynamic wide receiver. Um, we see the fall of DK Metcalf. Is this like are, are were people over? Overvaluing DK Metcalf, possibly, um, just because of the pictures, like, or um, is he really not that guy? Montez Sweat um is a good value pick here. They get the guy off the edge that they um that they need, right? You look at Montez Sweat, um, man, four four guy in the forty, very very fast off the edge. Um, he was diagnosed with um, a bit of a heart condition at the draft. I've been hearing, and if you've been watching, you've been seeing that that could have possibly been um, misevaluated, uh, misdiagnosed um, in some way, shape, or form. So if that's the case, then um, if that's misdiagnosed, then what you have is a 4-4 defensive end. I mean, what do you do? I mean, that's awesome, right? That's awesome for the Washington Redskins. So I'm looking forward to kind of seeing where the draft goes from here. Um Next up, man, we have Oakland coming on the board again. You don't know where they're headed. I mean, they, there's so many different places. And I think about this, right? You look at a guy, you look at a guy like DK Metcalf, think about the possibility of him going to these few teams, right? This is what I'm thinking right now. Remember, this is live, so I don't know where things are going. But he could possibly either go to, he can go to Oakland and form a great tandem with Antonio Brown. He can go to the Los Angeles Chargers and be a big weapon for Phillip Rivers. Um, he can go to Seattle and be a weapon for Russell um, Russell Wilson. Russell Wilson's team now has the... They have the 29th and the 30th pick, so they can go tight end and wide receiver if they need to. They can go offensive line, which they desperately need, right? So we can see kind of where they head. Um, so you don't know. And then think about the possibility of, yo, my bad, watch this, right? They have So <laughs> they have Brandon Cooks now, but think about if DK Metcalf falls right to the Rams. It's just that stupid. That's crazy. Remember, they, they wanted Sam Sammy Watkins. They had Sammy Watkins. He was supposed to be that burner for them. What if they can pull a guy like uh, DK Metcalf? That would be crazy. And then you know the New England Patriots need a wide receiver. I don't see a way possible that DK Metcalf falls out of the first round. If he does fall out of the first round, um, that's going to be, you know, crazy. That's going to be crazy for me. I don't, I don't see it. Smith Jr. is another guy who's kind of coming up, right? We can possibly see him go at some point. Um, Greedy Williams hasn't felt, come off the board yet. He's a really tall cornerback in the, in the, um, in that same ilk as, um, and some of the guys in the past that Seattle had, like Richard Sherman, maybe he is a target for them towards the end of the um, the end of the first round. I don't know where this is kind of headed, um, but it is exciting. It's exciting now. So the Raiders pick is in. Um, I want to kind of see where they go with this. I'm not sure. Um, I will. We'll come back. We'll let the Raiders pick. We'll let the Chargers pick, and, and then we'll get to Seattle, and then uh, we'll come back and we'll talk about kind of where things have fallen um, at this point. This is 
This is an exciting time of year. I don't know if y'all know it, but this is like one of the most exciting times of the year for me. Um, Christmas comes early, even though my team is the New Orleans Saints. Now, y'all know me. I know the list. I love the Saints, right? Um, they not, they're not even picking in the first round, yet this is still very entertaining. Um, very entertaining. Really, really awesome. So um, I'll get back to you guys. All right? MTM Sports, great job, great job. Keep it up. No looking back, man. I've been listening to a couple of your shows, and I like it. I probably sent you another message, but this is another one for you guys. Keep it up, man. No stop. This is Wilder Sports Talk Show and more. I like your show, man. Me and my family, we're listening. And again, keep doing what you're doing. Enjoy. With the 27th pick in the 2019 NFL Draft, The Oakland Raiders select Jonathan Abram, defensive back, Mississippi State. Old school, tough guys, nasty way about it. Jonathan Abram, safety. The Atlanta Falcons have have moved into the, the first round, room back into the first round right ahead of um of the New England Patriots. I think this move is for Greedy Williams. I think this is a Greedy Williams move. Um DeAndre Baker just went off the board at pick number thirty and now Atlanta um has moved he was DeAndre Baker is the first cornerback off the board and now the Atlanta Falcons has mo- have moved to pick number thirty one right ahead of the New England Patriots. This is either um it could be possibly for a um, for a for the wide receiver, is this a is this a place where DK Metcalf could go? I doubt it. Um, this may be a place where Greedy Williams goes. Greedy Williams has fallen very very far in this draft. Um, maybe this is the place where uh, where he goes. We will see. And the Falcons do not go, they do not go, um, Greedy Williams here. They went Caleb McGarry, um, looks like a right tackle. It looks more like a right tackle than a natural fit in the right tackle spot, which maybe they go after, right, to, to, um, and maybe they get him to go against a, um, Cameron Jordan, right, um, I, I really don't know. I really don't know. I, but my bad. I do get. I do understand what the Falcons are doing. What they're trying their best to do is find a way to have. It's late, y'all. So the Falcons. Are, what they're trying to do is they're trying their best to find a way to make their offensive line better. It's been one of the weaknesses of the Falcons team. That's that's the thing, and everybody knows that they need a. Everybody in Atlanta knows at least that they need some help. On that, um, on that offensive line, and they found a way to find, um, they found a way to get some help on the offensive line. They, that's been a big weakness for them for a while. Now they spend two first round picks on um, making sure that they shore up their offensive line. So we will see across the board if if it really works out for them. Um, and like this this draft went away from the big guys for a little bit, but then it came right back around to the big guys. Now we're at pick number thirty two uh, with the New England Patriots. We'll see kind of where they head. I'm thinking here. This is where DK Metcalf comes off the board possibly. Coming in. This is Andrew Brown with the North Florida Tigers prep program, and you are listening to me on MTMV. Support the podcast whenever you can, listen as much as you can, and share as much as you can. With the 32nd pick in the 2019 NFL Draft, the New England Patriots select Nikhil Harry, wide receiver, Arizona State. To all our fans here in Nashville, over 200,000 people attended tonight. Wow. Thank you for your passion. We'll see you all tomorrow night. 
So it is a wide receiver off the board, um, but it's not DK Metcalf. And this is okay, we're gonna talk about this for a second, but it is Nikhil Harry. A lot of people say that Nikhil Harry is a more complete weapon um at the wide receiver position because he can run more routes. He's he's a guy who can run routes. He's six two, two eighty. I'm two I'm sorry, two eighty <laughs> two twenty-eight. Um he's a guy who can um they, they they feel like he can run a few more routes than DK Metcalf. I've just watched um I, I've watched some um some people who've talked about the possibility of DK Metcalf being a draft bust. At this point, he's not going to be a draft bust. He'll only be um, a second round pick that didn't work out, <laughs> or he could be, um, or he'll be one of the biggest finds of the NFL draft. Like who knows? Are GMs overthinking this situation where you have this big, fast weapon, right? Um, who's you know just like maybe he's he's man, I don't know honestly. Like maybe he's not as polished as as some people um, think he needs to be. Um, maybe and they, they they've often talked about his lack of production. So he has a lack of production at the college level, being so big, being so fast, being so strong. Why isn't he capitalizing on this a lot more? Why isn't he, um, you know, why isn't he astronomical from that position? Why isn't he dominant, right? Um, and he's shown hints of flashes of dominance, especially in games like um, the game against Alabama, where he shows like what type of dominant wide receiver he can be. But is he not? Is he not that, right? Is he just? Um, is he just? body beautiful in some instances and not really uh, elite weapon. I mean, we'll see where he goes, but he's still somebody who's on the board. You look at Greedy Williams, um, who played for LSU. He's still on the board, which I think is stu- is stupid weird to me, right? Um, could the cause Arizona Cardinals walk away tomorrow? They'll walk away um, with possibly Calamari and maybe uh, DK Metcalf. If they wanted a third quarterback, they can get Drew Locke. <laughs> <laughs> because he's still on the board as well, right? Greedy Williams still on the board. Now, you think about this. Um, Patrick Peterson is somebody who is looking for um, a, a possible move. So Patrick Peterson could be on the move. Maybe they pick up a, a Greedy Williams um you know, possibly, or maybe they go another cornerback with the first pick in the second round. That first pick in the second round will be intriguing either way because there are still some big name um, players who are still on the board who fell much further than I thought they would fall. Right? Um, you have a bunch of um, a bunch of big time players still available. Some people thought that the New England Patriots may go Irv Smith Jr., but um, if you looked at his overall draft process, he's fallen uh, out of grace a little bit uh, with a lot of teams um at one point thought to be a six foot four tight end right with um elite athleticism he's turned out to be a six foot two tight end which at the tight end position is a little bit different right he comes comes off more like a um like a big wide receiver um and not even a super big tall target but more so just a larger girth like a wide receiver so we'll see he's a more of a four six guy um than a four five guy so you know we'll see you know kind of where Earthsmith jr goes he's still on the board he's still out there so i mean just a lot of big name guys still kind of on the board still available after the first round the question is what happens with that first pick? What happens in the second round? The second round is going to be lit. Like, it's going to be a really, really um, interesting night. I think if you looked at all the trades toward the end of the first round, you can see kind of where this may be headed. Maybe this will be, um, you know, a, a trading situation where teams are very active um, in the trades. There's a lot of trades that may happen between tonight and tomorrow night. Tomorrow, the draft kicks off at 7 p.m. MTNV Sports is looking to actually be in Nashville tomorrow night um, as the draft kicks off um, and as the draft happens. So maybe we'll get you know some interviews with fans out there. Maybe we'll run into some football players. We'll see kind of what we're able to do. But um, for the most part, when you look at the first round, different. 
very different. Not um not one of those drafts where you see all the big and you know all the big name um sexy weapons kind of moving, but you do see all the line controllers moving, 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 right? This was a draft that was heavy in offensive linemen, draft heavy in defensive linemen. Um those defensive ends coming off the edge were were heavy. Um not even only one cornerback selected so far in this um in this draft. Not a lot of wide receivers. I think um, we left maybe this draft with two wide receivers coming in the first round. Um, Hollywood Brown and Nikhil Harry, right? There's still a lot of wide receivers still on the board. Even though some people say, oh, this is this wide receiver class is as deep as, you know, 2014. Not as much, not as many in the first round at all. So we'll see where they go. A.J. Brown still on the board, right? Um, so NWO, right, the nasty wideouts, those guys are still there. Those guys are still there after round one. So we'll see kind of where that, how that all plays out, right? Um, you have a lot. You have a lot of intrigue going into round um, two of the NFL draft. There's a lot of intrigue, a lot of guys left on the board, a lot of interesting guys, a lot of interesting stories still left. This is one of those deeper drafts. It's a deep draft where you're going to find a lot of value in round two. You'll find a lot of value in round three. And now because of the um, because of the slight run on, on quarterbacks, three quarterbacks going in the first round, um, Kyler Murray, um, this, um, I'm sorry, Dwayne Haskins, and then also, um, also Daniel Jones, right? You have three quarterbacks going in that, um, in the first round because of that. Um, and then with all the defensive linemen, defensive ends, um, um, some linebackers going and a lot of interior interior offensive lineman because all those guys are going in the first round here there are a lot of guys left over in the second round to get excited about so we'll see um what happens seattle i think made some of the smartest moves um seattle didn't come into this draft with a lot of draft capital um they used the draft capital that they do have to move down in the draft to to acquire some um some more um, draft picks later on in the draft, and I think that's a good move because there is so much talent left over um, after round one. And you think about what they need. They do need weapons. They need weapons. And because they need weapons, we'll kind of see how that all plays out for the Seattle Seahawks. Super geek to, to kind of um, figure out where this will head. This is going to be I think round two would definitely be an interesting draft. So I'm looking forward to what's going to happen moving forward um, in the NFL draft so far. I mean, just just lit. This has been lit. This has been fun, right? First round was fun, and we'll see how the second round goes. All right, guys, um, y'all have a great night. I'm going to look to find um, somebody else. I mean, I definitely want to hop in and, and um, get on the line with somebody. We'll probably run into a few of the guys that we have interviewed on this show in Nashville. So we'll see kind of how they view this first round. First round so far um, has been very interesting. I want to see kind of what other people think about it as well. All right, guys. So thank you so much for joining us on this draft night. This has been fun. I look forward. And, and if this sounds a little different, sounds a little weird, we are recording on a different device um, tonight. However, um, tomorrow and well, actually, yeah, tomorrow and, and um, the next time you hear me, we'll be on our normal recording device. And so all the quality will be right back up to par where it was before. So anyway, um, I look forward to to going through, you know, this whole draft process with you guys. Let's keep this rolling. I will see you all tomorrow for round two uh, and round three of the NFL draft. All right. Have a great day. God bless.